This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'adihi wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahdihillahu falamudilla lahu wa man yudlilhu falahadiyya lahu وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله صلى الله وسلم وبارك عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, it's important for us to be conscious of Allah سبحانه وتعالى. It is a reminder that Allah سبحانه وتعالى has put forth in the Quran as well as the statements of Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم being filled with it. The term Taqwallah, we always hear the verses Ittaqullah. Ya ayyuhallamina amanu Taqwallah. O you who believe, be conscious of Allah. This term Taqwa is extremely important. It is something that if we were to look into it, we would realize the depth of it. It is to lead your life in such a way that everything you do would create a bigger barrier between yourself and the punishment of hellfire. And everything you do would actually shorten the distance between you and paradise. May Allah grant us all paradise, may He protect us from hellfire. My brothers and sisters, seeking the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not confined to when you think you have made or committed a sin. So if someone were to say, ask Allah's forgiveness, it does not mean that because you have committed a sin that you know of, then only should you say, oh Allah, forgive me. This is a misnotion. This is something that people do not understand. The Prophet ﷺ, as we all know, was the Nabi of Allah, the Prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He was the best of creation. He was protected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He was in no need of engaging in constant istighfar or repentance. But you will find in the teachings of the Prophet ﷺ and in his way and his path, that he sought forgiveness or did what we would term istighfar 70 to 100 times a day according to the correct narrations. This would show us that if we were to follow suit and if we would also ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness, we would be able to achieve something much more than forgiveness alone. And this is why it is important for us to have this on our tongues and in our hearts at all times. Try and moisten your tongue at all times with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, part of which should be seeking the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If I say, Alhamdulillah, I'm praising Allah. If I say, Subhanallah, I'm glorifying Allah. If I say, Allahu Akbar, I'm declaring the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes my brothers and sisters, and this is something I have found very beneficial, not only for myself, but alhamdulillah, we find it in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam regarding the adhkar or the remembrance that is the sunnah, the practice of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam after your salah. And you would find where he speaks of the subhanallah 33 times and the alhamdulillah 33 times, the Allahu Akbar 34 times or... 
the addition of la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah lahul mulku wa lahul hamdu wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadeer the declaration of the greatness of allah there is none worthy of worship besides allah subhanahu wa ta'ala him alone and so on this would be such a great statement i am declaring the the greatness of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sometimes we are sitting quietly without having said anything without saying anything perhaps we are just seated we are lying in the bed sometimes we are driving a vehicle make an effort to think about declaring the remembrance of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you may not know that maybe your dying moments allahu akbar allahu akbar we are seated sometimes even in the house of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we are seated at home the sisters someone might be in the kitchen for example busy with something it does not need much effort to declare the praise of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala subhanallah alhamdulillah allahu akbar repeat it there is no harm there is no fixed number of times you can remember allah with your tongue there is no fixed number you may continue this is something voluntary remember don't waste your moment wallahi these are moments that are really precious the day a person dies he will perhaps regret over how he spent his time may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us spend our time in a constructive way remember the tongue is such if you do not occupy it with something that is beneficial it may occupy you with something that is harmful this is why it's important for you and i to think of remembering allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know it's easy for me to say let's remember allah subhanahu wa ta'ala engage in a lot of dhikr sometimes when we are free we don't think about it sometimes when we are seated doing nothing lying in the bed like i give you the example or sometimes just sitting and we walk into the house of allah and we looking waiting for the time of salah but my brother spend the moment move your lips a little bit shake that meaning move the tongue a little bit subhanallah and inshallah you will be able to achieve a lot of great reward imagine i share with you a hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam which a lot of us perhaps would know of by heart where the prophet sallallahu alaihi says there are two statements which are very light on the tongue they don't take much for you to say well i would like to say you need to remember to say them and you need to make the effort to say them yes they are light but you need to remember without remembering what's the point of us every time we think of you know this hadith and we say wow these this is a good hadith you know something worth practicing upon but when it comes to our time that is free we forget about practicing upon it so he says two statements very light words that are light on the tongue khafifatan ala lisan yet thaqilatan fil mizan they are very heavy on the scales of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know the mizan being spoken about something on the day of judgment that will be put up allah speaks of how he will place the scales of justice on the day of judgment and no soul shall be oppressed so those scales you want a heavy good deed well you just need to move your tongue a little bit with the conviction of the heart obviously the intention needs to be there and you need to utter some simple words the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says these two words are very light upon the tongue yet they are very very heavy on the scale habibatani ila rahman on top of that they are so loved by the most merciful imagine he did not just say habibatani ila allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it was right to say that 
But he is drawing our attention to the fact that Allah's mercy is beckoned by the fact that you remember him and you constantly praise him. Imagine if someone were to praise you whole day and night, what would happen? And they asked you for something small worth one riyal at the end of the day or they came to your house, you would honor them. Imagine when we return to the house of Allah or when we return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we've been praising him, we've been saying, we've been asking for forgiveness and doing so much with our tongues expressing our weakness and asking Allah to have mercy on us. What do you think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will do? When the Prophet sallallahu says these two words are so light, imagine if we were to engage in much, much more than that. Light on the tongue, heavy on the scale and loved by the most merciful, the one who owns mercy, the one who has mercy on entire creation, the owner of absolutely everything, subhanahu wa ta'ala. What are these two words? Subhanallahi wa bihamdihi, subhanallahi al-azim. Allahu Akbar. The greatness of Allah is being declared. The praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is being declared. And these words are so heavy. The question I have, and it's something that I am affected by as well. When we are sitting with our free time, sometimes we're just looking in the air, thinking. Sometimes we're doing absolutely nothing. Use those moments constructively. That is my message today. Use your moments constructively and make sure that you move your tongue a little bit. It doesn't require much effort. Move your tongue. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar. Think for a moment what you are saying. You will feel so good. The time of salah comes, you will want to get up and move forward because your time has been used praising the one who has asked you to read salah. Subhanallah. It's something, it's a gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, take a look at the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wherein he departed for Salatul Fajr, leaving his wife uh, on the place of reading Salah. And when he returned, she was still sitting in the same place. And he returned after the sun had risen. And he asks her, what have you been doing all along? And she said, well, I was praising Allah. And I was declaring the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah. How great is that? I'm sure all of us would love to be able to do that on a regular basis. But now listen to what the Prophet sallallahu says. He says, can I teach you four words? Subhanallah. Can I teach you only four words? That if you were to utter them thrice, they are better for you than everything you have done from the time I left to the time I returned. Subhanallah, four little words. What are these words? This is why we say do not underestimate the value of the words that come out of your mouth. Be careful in the same way that good words have a massive goodness of impact. The bad words would also affect you negatively in a huge, huge way. Let's listen to these four beautiful words. Before I say them, I repeat, he said, I will teach you four words. If you are to repeat them thrice, they are better for you than everything that you have uttered from the time I left to the time I returned. And listen to these words. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi. This is obviously declaring the praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and glorifying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then he continues to say, Adada khalqihi. What amount of praise am I praising Allah? The amount of His creation. It, I don't even know. The amount of His creation. How much ever and whatever He has created, to that amount I am praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Warida nafsihi. And until He is pleased. Whatever makes him happy, subhanallah. I am praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala up to the point of his pleasure. When he is pleased with me, the point of his pleasure. 
The weight of his throne, subhanallah, zina ta'arshihi, refers to the weight of the throne. What is the weight of the throne? It is something well beyond our comprehension. We won't understand it. These are words of praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمِدَادَ كَلِمَاتِهِ Subhanallah. You know, the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, His words are grand, they are great, they are stretched beyond the east to the west. What we see as east to west is actually nothing. It is minor in comparison to what Allah has created. So asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the praise that I am declaring of you, the glorification that I am declaring of you, oh, the greatest one, should be stretched out well beyond your words. Allahu Akbar. What are the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? They are beyond our comprehension. We don't even know. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a deeper understanding. But the point I am raising is, spare a moment to think about remembering Allah and then do it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. Really, I call on you. It is something huge. It is massive. It will change your life. And on top of that, don't forget that part and parcel of the remembrance of Allah is to seek His forgiveness. So if I were to say, Astaghfirullah, I seek your forgiveness, O Allah. Wallahi, that is declaring the remembrance of Allah. That is remembering Allah. It is one of the best ways of remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm asking Allah's forgiveness. So I am confirming He is in charge of me. I'm confirming He is in control of every aspect of my existence. I am confirming that he is the owner of forgiveness and I'm confirming that I falter and I'm confirming that I'm seeking it from him because I believe he is merciful. So there is so much encapsulated in seeking the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imagine, I'm already, already declaring that he is my Rabb, he is my Lord. Would you actually go and repent to a person, a human being, to say I missed my salah, forgive me? Oh, I did this, forgive me. Who are they? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us not from amongst those who engage in any form of association of partnership with Him. Amen. But this is a gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The reason why it is important for us to constantly remember that time is ticking. And if we don't use this time correctly, we may regret. Is because... We are going to come to an end one day as or in terms of our life in this world. It's going to come to an end. The day that life comes to an end, only Allah knows what will happen to you. Subhanallah. Even those you lived with would not know. They can make dua to Allah. They can ask Allah. They might bear witness that you were a good man. But whether you actually were or not is in the hands of Allah. Allah knows. Allah knows. Allah knows what lies behind the eye. You know the deception of the eye. Someone looks at you and they are looking at you smiling. You don't know. For you as a human being, they could be a big deceiver. They could be someone who intends to harm you. That's very, very possible. But you have to ask Allah's help. Someone looks at you and subhanAllah, you, you have this warm feeling. Perhaps you may be correct, but you may be wrong. But who knows exactly what is in the heart? What is concealed in the heart? It's only Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is why some people whom we think were good were actually not good. But Allah knows. Some people whom we think were bad, perhaps they were not bad. Allah knows. And this is why we say, when a person passes away, remember that the good deeds of that person, the bad, has nothing to do with you. Subhanallah. It's between them and Allah. It's better you speak about the good than the bad. I give you an example. When Ikrimah ibn Abi Jahl, the son of Abu Jahl, who was the arch enemy of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa was coming forth, now accepting Islam, 
The Prophet ﷺ told his companions, Ikrimah is about to come in, radiallahu anhu. Do not speak bad about his father. Imagine, who was his father? His father was Abu Jahl, the worst. Abu Jahl was a man who was cursed. He was a man who was really evil. When he died also, you know, it is reported that at the time of his death, he also uttered some bad words, which means he was more or less unrepentant. Allahu Akbar, may Allah safeguard us. He had harmed Muhammad in a great way. But Muhammad is telling his companions when Ikrimah comes, don't speak bad about his father. Because, well, there are several reasons, but the one mentioned in the narration is that by you speaking bad about this man's father, it may hurt him and it does not harm the one who is dead. It doesn't harm him at all. How are you harming Abu Jahl by saying he's a bad man, he's a bad man? You didn't harm him at all. But you could be harming someone who's alive, brother. It was his father at the end of the day. No one wants to say, okay, praise the man, because obviously he was Abu Jahl. But the bare minimum is remain silent. That's the bare minimum. This man, you will hurt him. What about if the man had declared a shahada? What about if he had said, Alhamdulillah, Subhanallah, La ilaha illallah? What if that was the case? It would become really a means of our own destruction to be speaking evil about the others who have gone away. It is not the remembrance of Allah to be speaking evil about others in their life, let alone their death. Imagine if ghibah is to mention the evil of your brother in Islam, that if he were to hear it, he would feel bad. This is someone who is alive. And Allah says, Would you like for one of you to be eating the flesh of your dead brother and you, just, you detested it? This is, if the man is alive, what we are doing is already eating the, the flesh of his dead body. Dead because he's not dead. What if he's already dead? One wonders where, where it would land us. Imagine if ghibah is so bad that the person is alive and we are considered consuming the carrion. Then what about if the man is dead? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. And may he make us from those who are conscious what we utter from our tongues. This is the, the, the whole point of today's talk is for us to bear in mind that there are moments Allah has given us that are free. There is a capacity Allah has given us. There is a chance that Allah gives us. Use the capacity, the moments and the chance that Allah has given you in order to achieve the pleasure of Allah. Don't waste your time worrying about the other one and that man and this one else. No, that is not going to take you to paradise. What will take you to paradise is concern of yourself first. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu attaqullaha wal tanzur nafsum ma qaddamat li ghad O you who believe be conscious of Allah and each one of you should look into what you have prepared to present for tomorrow Subhanallah what have I prepared to present tomorrow by me talking bad about you will it help me to go into paradise in fact it reduces my chances of entering to paradise let's be honest if I were to speak evil of someone the only thing it could do is reduce my chance of getting goodness. But if I remain protected from hurting the people with my own tongue, I stand a greater chance of remembering Allah. Use your tongue in a beneficial way. Think about it, your time, the time you have. Make sure you utter good words. The capacity you have today, 
Ghiba is not only connected to your tongue and what you say, but it's also connected to what you type out on the internet. Someone might say, no, I did not backbite him. I never said one word. But my brother, you typed a whole book. Subhanallah. You typed a whole paragraph. You chatted for 20 minutes online. But that's not in the hadith. That's what someone says. The hadith speaks of talking. My brother, don't be a fool. This is similar to that. Go and ask any one of the scholars. They will tell you, yes, it is. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us ease. This is why responsibility online is something that is also a duty of a mu'min. When you use your WhatsApp or your Blackberry or whatever else it is, I've only known Redberries, but alhamdulillah, whatever it is that you are using, you'd better make sure, make sure that you are responsible in it as a duty for Allah. That is called dhikrullah as well. I remembered Allah, so that remembrance of Allah made me stay away from using my phone in an inappropriate manner. How dare I rattle away bad words about someone else online thinking I'm going to get away with it. If anything, there is, there is a more solid record of what you've done online than what you might have uttered with your tongue in terms of the human beings. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. Really, it's a very great matter. You find one of the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu speaking about another one just by chance saying, oh, she's a little bit short. She's a little bit short. And for me and you, I think a lot of us would say, oh, he's short, she's short, this one is tall, that one is fat. May Allah forgive us all. May Allah forgive us all. And the Prophet ﷺ says, Wallahi, if that statement were to be placed in a droplet form in the oceans, it would change the color of the entire ocean. Imagine how powerful the statement is. Wallahi. And with us, we take it light. We want to pass declarations on other people. And we want to say things that are far from the mercy of Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. We were taught as we grew up by our own mashayikh, those who taught us. They always said, you know what? You need to have in your heart a good feeling for others. Those who utter the shahada, make dua for them. Like the Prophet sallallahu says, Allahumma ghfir li jami'i mawta al-muslimin. Oh Allah, grant forgiveness to all those muslimin who've passed away. Those who have borne witness that Allah is one. Those who have borne witness that Muhammad is the messenger. We should not have ill feeling in our hearts. The man has passed away. Someone has passed on. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have mercy on us the day we pass on. This is why if you listen carefully to the words of the dua, the Prophet used to make dua for the deceased. And then he says, وَرْحَمْنَا إِذَا صِرْنَا إِلَى مَا صَارُوا إِلَيْهِ Oh Allah, have mercy on us the day we become where they have already gone. The day we get to where they are already gone. Have mercy on me. That is the success. And if you would like that success, make sure your tongue is in order. Make sure your actions are in order. Make sure you're worshipping Allah alone. Make sure you're following the footsteps of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Make sure you spend your moments that you have in this world constructively. Because if a person does not spend the moments constructively, a day will come surely when he will look back and say, I wasted my entire life. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not do that to us. So my brothers and sisters, getting back to the issue of istighfar, let us moisten our tongues with the seeking of forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What it does, it will make us appreciate fellow Muslims, fellow human beings. It will make us develop ourselves. It will make us become people who understand that success, true success will be on the day of judgment when Allah gives you your book of deeds on your right hand. And when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells you to enter paradise, that is true success. Before that, nothing is certain.
Nothing is certain. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. May He open our hearts. May He help us to love one another. The ummah is in desperate need of love of one another. The ummah is in desperate need of love of one another. The ummah is in desperate need of love of one another. So the small sparks that happen to come from shaitan in our hearts against one another, those are the sparks we need to extinguish before they become a huge inferno and we will be wasting our time amongst ourselves. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taught us that every single day he stretches his hand during the daytime to forgive those who've committed sin by night. And he stretches his hand at night to forgive those who've committed sin by day until the sun rises from the west. And another narration, the Prophet says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends to the lowest heavens when a third of the night remains. And he asks, who is there seeking forgiveness that I may forgive him? Who is there repenting that I may accept the repentance? And who is there who wants anything that I may give him? Subhanallah, what do we do, my brothers and sisters? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. May He open our doors. I'd like to end by making mention of something very important. Some of the extra fringe benefits of seeking the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What are the side benefits? We will take a look at Surah Nuh, where Nuh alayhi salam tells his people quite clearly, seek the forgiveness of Allah. I said to my people, Nuh salam is telling Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what he told his people. He says, I told my people, seek the forgiveness of Allah, for indeed he is oft forgiving. He is most forgiving. The term ghafoor is not used. Ghafoor means the one who is forgiving. But ghaffar means one who constantly forgives. Subhanallah. Look at the amount of hope. One who constantly forgives. Ghaffar. Innahu kana ghaffaran. Allah is one who constantly forgives. This is what Nuh salam says to his people. What will Allah do in return for you seeking forgiveness from him? So the verses continue. He will grant you beneficial rain from the skies, that which will be of the correct amount, that which will not be more that it causes flood, not less that it causes drought, but the correct amount in the correct place so that it benefits you. That's Allah's gift. So Allah will improve your condition, your food. Allah will improve your drink and so on. Allah will grant you. Through what? Through His mercy. And you having sought forgiveness from Him. Allahu Akbar. Allah, on top of that, He says, through that istighfar, through asking Allah's forgiveness constantly, he will grant you sustenance, wealth. The term amwal is used. How many of us are struggling? A lot of us struggle because the economy is dropping. People are in debt. People have so much in terms of financial responsibility. And we are turning to all sorts of means, not realizing that wallahi, you ask Allah's forgiveness. Constantly ask Allah's forgiveness. Constantly repent to Allah. Ask Allah to forgive the sins you have committed knowingly. Those who, that you have committed unknowingly. And watch after a period of time, your doors open one after the other. Allah will give you the wealth that He owns because He is the owner of the wealth. Allah will sustain you. He will grant you what He knows is best for you because He is the owner. I promise you the door to that sustenance is through asking Allah's forgiveness. It is through the owner of sustenance. 
How can we knock on a door besides the door of sustenance and expect sustenance in return? How can we knock on the door besides the door of the owner of sustenance and expect sustenance in return? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all. May He alleviate the suffering of those who are in debt. May He help them pay back their debts. And may He grant us all such that we will be able to fulfill our financial obligations and we will be able to worship Allah through our wealth as well. So Allah says, يُمْدِدْكُمْ بِأَمْوَالٍ وَبَنِينَ And Allah will grant you offspring. How many of us do not have offspring? For years married, but no offspring. Wallahi, one of the ways of achieving that offspring is to ask Allah's forgiveness and constantly repent. Like I said, no need to say, but why should I repent? I didn't commit sin. That is a foolish way of looking at it. A mu'min should constantly repent for that which you know, that which you don't know, all of it. Oh Allah, forgive us all. And you find two things will happen in terms of your children. If you don't have them, perhaps Allah will bless you with them as a result. May Allah bless you all and bless us all with offspring who will be the coolness of our eyes. Secondly, if we do have offspring, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will improve their condition by His will, by His will through us turning towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. There are cases where you have very good people who are tested with children who perhaps might not be that righteous. But what we do know is in the majority of cases, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens the door. And this is why you find the parents, if they are decent, close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in a lot of cases, the children follow suit, at least at some stage. May Allah make it easy in this age where uh, the internet is, has overtaken even family values. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us, may He bless us, and may He open our doors. So these are just some of the benefits of istighfar. I am sure that every one of us is motivated to be able to think when we are free or our spare time or even to create the few moments to sit and praise Allah by tongue. Praise Allah in a big way. Think about what you are saying, subhanallah. Even after we read our farad salah, for example, praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. Thrice, the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, after he turned his salam in salah. As he enter, ended his salah, he asked Allah's forgiveness thrice. That was his sunnah, that was his way. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us all. Aqulu qawli hadha, astaghfirullah li wa lakum, wa lisa'il muslimina fastaghfiruhu innahu huwa al-ghafuru. Thank you.